personal branding is really what's going to make or break a company nowadays. Because with Instagram and social media, we can see what these companies are doing. We can see what their CEOs are doing. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. This podcast is proudly powered by GoCreateStudio.com, creating lasting business solutions. For 10% discount on all your web solutions, web design, and branding, use the short code BKC005. That is BKC005. Go to GoCreateStudio.com for 10% on all your web solutions. Great. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast show. And this particular edition, I have my friend all the way from Thailand. Elizabeth Kelsey Bradley is her name, an award-winning writer, multimedia storyteller, and social media strategist based in Thailand. She works with companies across the globe that need solid social media and content strategy and is also a contributor to numerous blogs and publications, including World System Magazine. My guests, Elizabeth how are you doing? I'm doing very well. We had a really nice day today in Thailand. The weather wasn't too rainy. It's been really rainy lately, but today it was nice. Okay, Lydia. So tell us a little more about you, who Elizabeth is. Well, if you can't tell already, I travel a lot. <laughs> um, so I'm someone who got into social media and content marketing actually because I started as a travel writer and I needed to find a way um, to express my personal brand through social media and to have a larger network which is how I ended up getting into social media and um, we've been living here for about four years we we lived in Korea for one year and um, Italy for six months so travel has really influenced who I am as well as my interest in health and um, I work with companies basically who need more personal branding on social media as well as just uh, social media and content strategies. So that's kind of what I'm known for, I guess. Travel has really influenced your life and the things you do. Um, what are some of the things that you've picked so far traveling around the world and the things you're doing? Some few lessons to share with us. A few yeah. lessons? From your traveling, it's... it's, 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 it's uh, influence your work that you well, do and the people I, you meet and all this stuff. I think that actually travel, obviously one of the, one of the things that I realize now, because um, strangely enough, I'm what they call a third culture kid. I actually grew up in between three countries. Mm. And because of that, I, I kind of don't have a personal culture like a lot of people do, you know, who've grown up in the same city or same state or same country. Um, so I look at the world a little differently than other people, um, which has made me, I think it's good in some ways, but on the, on the other side, I've had to, you know, for example, some of the marketing that would work well in, in the West does not work the same here in Thailand. So I've had to really, uh, whenever I'm helping Thai friends with their businesses, I've had to kind of shift my viewpoint and, and really start to try to see things from a Thai cultural, you know, perspective and, and, and change, uh, what I normally do to things that would work here because marketing here is really interesting. It's in, in fact, personal branding in Thailand is 
off the charts. It's like the most important thing. It's crazy. It's it. I've never seen people take selfies the amount that I see here in Thailand.、Wow. It's it's insane. Right. So I mean, that's good and bad at the、mm-hmm. same time. Obviously, it's a little narcissistic, right? <laughs> but but at the same time, I think that. Um, they are onto something that other cultures are not completely onto, namely the importance of of integrating yourself into your brand and into your company. So I've really learned that from living here. That's for sure. Okay, let's delve into personal branding, especially from your your cultural background and also in Thailand that you're taking that so seriously. What is so? What's the impact making、yes. over there? Oh, that's a good question. Well. I, I don't know. Here, l- let me give you like a little bit of an example.、Okay. You'll be driving in the middle of nowhere, and I've actually seen this in Kenya too. When I was in Kenya, you'll be driving in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden, maybe it's the same in Ghana. You'll see a, you know, your complete countryside. You'll see a billboard,、mm. and it's a billboard for like a big company, right? Like maybe Coca-Cola, maybe it's like a television company. And first of all, you're thinking, why is this billboard here in the middle of nowhere?、Mm. You know, like why is this here? And then, but then, what's different than Kenya? When I was in Kenya,、um, is that here you'll see a picture of a celebrity on it with their giving a thumbs up, like I endorse this, you know. And taking that into consideration and add and expanding upon it,、um, personal branding is something that the ties they just take branding seriously in general. So design, for example, design is a huge element of Thai life, from architecture to、um, how they dress. They're incredibly well dressed, no matter what their income is.、Um, they're in, they're incredibly into food, so、um, food is a big thing. They're just they're they're like、uh, they they love life. They really love life, and so because of that. Um, I, I don't know. They, they embody it in everything they do, and they believe that just no matter what they're doing and what business they're in,、um, they want to really look good and, and bring that element、um, of、uh, you know I'm important and I, I, I'm different to everything they do. So it's I, I mean I think it has to do with that that they just love design, and, and in fact I think design is specifically the thing that makes personal branding、mm-hmm. so big here. Because they see that design is important throughout their history,、um, their architecture, their, their their clothing, everything, even their food. They have their food is very,、um, it's like cut out and、um, designed in certain ways. So they'll, yes, they'll put flowers in their food and things like that, and the tomatoes are cut to look like flowers. So. You know, it's like the guy have a personal touch on everything. So I think that that carried into business, and and that's why they're leading the way in personal branding. Oh, that that's very interesting. Even food, wow. So it means it embodies every every aspect of、yes. their life over there. So, what does one really need to take into consideration when you want to start building a brand, a very good brand, especially in Thailand at this moment? Well, the interesting thing is, is most of my clients are not in Thailand. They're actually、um, international.、Uh, I have a couple in Bangkok, though, that、um, from big companies in the tech and travel industry. But、um, what I actually do is, whenever I'm working with a client,、uh, whether in the U.S. or Australia or in the U.K. or in Africa or wherever,、um, I always take what I, I see here with the personal branding and, and get them to sit and think, you know, about how. Whether they, you know, realize it or not, they impact how a person、uh, works with them, as well as who hires them or not. Because I think a lot of companies 
maybe maybe you'll agree with me on this. And, and CEOs, they don't understand that people, you know, they work with other people that they like. They hire people that they That's like. True. You know, we don't always think about that. Yeah, right? We don't think about that. We think, well, I'm selling a good product or, you know, I, I'm working for a good company. But it's not just that. People will, will fire someone if they don't like them, you know, even if it's a good employee. Uh, people won't work with someone if they, they don't like them. Personality is an integral part of everything we do. You know, and not everyone's going to like us, and that's okay, because what we really need is to find, um, you know, our ideal client or our ideal customer. And so I think we, I really think, Bernard, and tell me if you agree with me on this, that personal branding is really what's going to make or break a company nowadays. Because with Instagram and social media, we can see what these companies are doing. We can see what their CEOs are doing. You know, if someone takes a, a photo of somebody in a strip club, you know, that's going to stay with them and go on to their branding. So it's like... You know, they need to think twice before doing things that are obviously going to taint what they're doing. And also, they can't ignore who they are. You know, we all have flaws. We all have faults. I think we need to start embracing them and also be more honest about who we are uh, when we're doing business and in, in our design, too. So people can see and see if we're a right fit and hopefully hire us because they like us. Working with companies globally, what has been some of the challenges of companies or individuals who are seeking to brand themselves? What has been some of the challenges and how do we tackle them? Well, I think, you know, even when I began to, to get into personal branding, there was a part of me that just wanted to um, fit in and think, well, you know, who should I be? You know, I would work with someone and they'd be like, well, tell me this, this and this about yourself. What do you love? And I'd tell them what I love. And, I, and then I would stop and say, well, I see so-and-so doing this and they enjoy this too, you know, and they're doing what I'm doing. So obviously I should be liking those things, you know, you know, what a, I, I wanted to kind of like filter myself and, and make myself more what I would think presentable to other people. For example, you know, I like to travel, so I thought, well, you know what, maybe I shouldn't put that too much into my social media consulting business because maybe my customers won't really, you know, identify with that. Maybe they've never left their hometown. Maybe that's just not appealing to them. But then the more I excluded that, the more I realized that, you know, I wasn't, I was kind of uh, being disingenuous with myself, and I needed to embrace it. And when I started doing that, um, I had, in fact, it's really interesting. I had so many travel companies then start to hire me. You know, before they were hiring me as a writer, they knew I was a travel writer, but they didn't know I was doing social media. And when they found out I was, you know, doing that, they were very interested because they, they could identify with me. So I think that companies and individuals, um, they need to kind of get over the fact that, you know, they're not going to appeal to everybody. You know, that's something that we try to do. We try to appeal mm -hmm. to everyone. And when you throw that out the window and go, you know what, I'm not making a product for everybody. I'm not making a service for everybody. I'm making a service for the right person, the person that can benefit the most from me. And when you do that and, and you throw out your, your, your self-censoring, then you can really uh, profit as a company. In fact, do you know Melissa Casera? Have you ever heard of yeah, her? Yeah. Well, she. it's interesting because I did one of her courses and she talks about how her business, I think, went up 600% when she started to add into her branding more of her person, you know, her, the personal aspects, her personal wow. branding, essentially. It's, yeah, 600% increase, she said. She lost clients. She would have, you know, a couple people sending her hate messages, like, you know, because she's in the PR industry and it's very formal there. 
you know, saying what you're doing is wrong, um, you're making us all look bad, things like that. But, I mean, her blog is so good, the copywriting is so good, and, and more importantly, she's someone, you know, I would love to meet, I would love to go out for coffee with. Uh, she seems fun, honest, and uh, quirky and, and uh, eccentric, which is exactly kind of like me. So you know what? I, I buy from her regularly because I like her. I know her. I trust her. And um, it makes total sense to me. So I think when when individuals like you and I who are in business, when we when we understand that it doesn't matter if we don't appeal to everyone, but we need to set ourselves apart from other people. And the only way we can do that is by bringing elements of ourselves to the table. You know, so I think it's indispensable, really, personal branding right now. I think it's indispensable. So what do we, I think your example goes to emphasize the fact that people really buy into a person before the product and the services. Now the point here is this, what about companies who, who think that um, the employees don't really need to brand themselves because they represent the company and it's mm. not really, it's about the company, not about their individual reps. Well, I think that that's ridiculous, actually. I would go so far as to say it's ridiculous because anybody who's walked into a hotel or a restaurant and seen a staff member, um, actually, here's a great example of a company that, that somehow embraces personal branding, but it doesn't necessarily um, conflict with the company's branding, Starbucks. Mm. Whenever I go into a Starbucks, even though, you know, I, I think nine times out of ten, no matter where I am in the world, I've been to some very crazy Starbucks in the middle of nowhere, and the employees are almost always nice. I walk in and they're almost always saying hello, you know, how are you today, and uh, you know, and I'm always I'm always grateful for that. But also, they're all individuals, and I've spoken with them over, you know, them making my drinks or, you know, and I've gotten to know each of them because they didn't kind of hold that back. They, 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 there was an, like a, a feeling that they could talk about things they liked and disliked and just be honest. Whereas, you know, we've all gone into a hotel or a restaurant where people are supposed to be a certain way to represent the company, but the person's not happy in the job, and you can tell that. And you can tell they're not able to be themselves or not able to excel, and it reflects badly upon the brand, even if the person's doing everything that the brand tells them to do. So... I mean, I want to work with, I want to work with and I want to hire people who I like and that I think are, are unique and individuals and not afraid to be different. And so I think companies absolutely need to hire people that respect their brand, obviously. But they need to realize that each individual that they have working for them can bring something to the table that can affect their brand in a really great way. So, you know, and some companies are doing a great job embracing personal branding. They'll give their employees like, different um, Instagram accounts or different Twitter accounts. And I think that's a nice Oh, that's interesting. Seeking, especially when it comes to the use of social media and maybe the best for the top three, we talk about uh, Twitter, Facebook, now Instagram is also and Pinterest. Which of these channels, depending on what the person the company is into, but looking at personal using product launches, what you've done over the past years, you, you, you make mention that which of these platforms will help, depending on the product, if you can help out some examples of what one might... Right. Well, I like Pinterest a lot, which, you know, um, I feel is just, uh, it's, it's overtaking Facebook right now. And a lot of entrepreneurs agree with me on this. And that, and I used to be heavily involved in Facebook marketing. 
especially from a personal branding standpoint and, and for product launches especially because I liked the ads. Um, and before EdgeRank changed, you know, uh, people could see your posts quite frequently, your fans, that that is. But now that's just not the case. So unless you're willing to take quite a lot of ads to get people to, to see your product um, when you're launching, I think Pinterest is excellent. Um, and Instagram too, actually. I think both, as long as you're using uh, on each platform, um, in, you know, in the way that's best suited for the platform. So for example, if you're launching an ebook, and you're using Instagram, like let's say you've worked on it and you've, you've built a following, um, then you could start using hashtags. So let's say, for example, it's your relaunch book when you, you know, you were launching that, you know, using hashtags like relaunch, which you did very well. And, you know, using hashtags that are relevant to your industry, letting people know ahead of time, showing behind the scenes photos, maybe, uh, showing, uh, some of the research you're doing. Things like that, a few a few weeks to a few months ahead of the launch. Pinterest is a little different, um, but the great thing about Pinterest is you can join group boards, which are boards that they're sort of like communities or like on Facebook, like groups. But you can share your your posts or your um, your product on those group boards as long as it's relevant and not uh, too salesy. And um, they do the distribution for you if you've done a good job of. Um, you know, making the photo something that would go, that would get shares, then, you know, they do the distribution for you. So you could start a Pinterest account. Now I have a big following, but if your branding was good, you could join a, and, and you are genuine and providing good value. You could join a group board in your industry or, or where your target, uh, your target client would be. And, you know, you're going to get shares and you're going to make sales. So that's great for product launches. Oh, okay. So, Looking at a book launch, and if not a book, any kind of any other product that one might want to use, would you suggest that the person goes for Pinterest than Instagram? Or? Well, I normally tell my clients um, who are, you know, online entrepreneurs like us, um, as well as if they're selling a physical product too, actually to do both. Um, it's it's up in the air of which one to do first. I like actually I like Instagram first because you can show the behind the scenes months ahead of time. You know, it's more personal. Like, oh, this is what I'm doing today. Look at me on my computer writing my book, or look at me at my desk. Uh, you know, creating whatever a website. Let's say it's a designer and they're 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 launching a, a web design course. So I think Instagram is good when you're beginning to tease them with look what's coming, um, and then Pinterest later down the line. Oh, okay. Then that, that's fine to, to do. So let's look at it. What are some of the critical factors or things that one needs to do consider in building a successful personal brand? Well, I think it's consistency, clarity, and honesty. Um, you know, let's, I guess, take myself as an example. Um, I mean, I have real, real problems just uh, bringing my personal my personality into my brand um, because, again, I wanted to kind of uh, censor myself and try to appeal to everybody, which we all know is, uh, you know, doomed when you do that. So I eventually said, okay, look, you know, this is who I am. Um, let's get, let me get photos taken that really embody who I am. And um, so I think good photos are important and especially photos that, 
um, really show who you are or what you want to show your, uh, you know, your readers or your viewers or, or your uh, clients. That's really, I would actually say that's probably number one. I think good photos, because uh, I'm also a photographer, so I, I really, good photos cannot, I, I can't stress it enough. I mean, that's like integral. If people don't have good photos, it can really work against them. Um, good design, everything from, you know, your font to your your overall branding, your overall feel of your website and wherever you are, it needs to really be representative of you. So just, you know, sit down and think of the top five values that, you know, you hold and do kind of an audit of your current social media and blogging and see how you feel. Does it all give the impression um, that, you know, does it all show those five values or is it not, are those values not being shown, you know? So, and that, that goes into consistency because you want to be as clear and consistent as you can, you know, with who you are and, and showing that to people. Um, so I think that those are really indispensable as well as being consistent with how often you post because when you start to build a following in a tribe, they expect you to be there. And this is something I talk about a lot with when I'm working with clients is that, you know, you can't just, if, if you've got, you know, a podcast on a certain day or time or you post at a certain day and time, People expect you to be there, you know, whether they admit it or not, it could be unconscious. So when, when we're not there all the time, we're not posting all the time on social media, it's like people don't take us as seriously. They don't notice us as much. So it's hard to grow a tribe that way, you know. So I think consistency, clarity, and just great branding overall uh, are integral, especially the good photos. Now let's look at how one can translate as brand from social media platforms to real life offline activities. Mm-hmm. How can you really establish and confirm your brand with just offline activities? What are some of the things that one needs to do? Well, I'll tell you something that's really just, I guess, earth shattering it, or at least it was for me, because, um, you know, I started business from the perspective of being an artist, so, or, well, a writer. Um, so, you know, I, I had to go into, finally, I had to go into old school sales when, for example, wanting to interview somebody, you know, and actually, or work with someone or, um, get in touch with somebody about featuring their product or, or helping a client who, you know, wanted me to, to do something like this for them. It's, you know, you have to actually get into the cold emailing and cold calling and then mentioning your social media or whatever is relevant. So let's pretend we, you know, let's pretend um, you're offering some, uh, let's say you want to be a speaker at an upcoming mm-hmm. event, right? Showing, now, and it could be anywhere in the world, it doesn't even have to be where you are, but bringing your social media presence, you know, to that company's attention um, could be could be the make-break point of you getting hired. You know what I mean? Like, if there's another person trying to do, do it, and let's say... They don't have any social media presence. Um, the company can go on and see your social media. They can see who you work with. They can see your personal brand. And so in order for them to see that, you need to email them. You need to call them. You need to cold call them. Whatever it takes, really, just to, to, to get, or even meet them in person and mention your social media. Mention your following if you want to. You don't have to, if, if you're just starting out, you don't have to mention the numbers, but you can mention what you're doing on social media, and then they can just see who you are. So it's just, 
It's just about getting in touch and communicating and cold emailing or or meeting someone in person and, and talking about your social media uh, or blog or podcast. So do, do you do you organize um, offline events for yourself as well or for clients when they really need to go out publicly? Well, I mainly stay with with regards to my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I mainly help them with a social media strategy and, and content. So um, help them with their copywriting, help them with their personal branding. You know, as far as uh, their social media and their content is concerned. Um, but I don't really organize that for them. Uh, only if it's kind of like a rare occasion where someone really needs help. And as a copywriter, I can help them by sending an email that is in alignment with their brand and with their message and then I think would, would convert well, so to speak. But no, I normally don't do that. That's um, not something I do. But I recommend people start doing that because if you're your personal brand, you're representing yourself. You're kind of like your own agent, mm-hmm. your own manager. So, you know, you have to take that hat and, and wear it. Like, you know, you're not just sitting and waiting for brands to come to you to work with you. You know, you're your personal brand, so you got to do this yourself. You know, you got to be a manager. So I encourage everybody to, to do it. Okay. I don't know. What would be your best tips concerning personal branding in regards to social media? I think, first of all, coming up with a hashtag for yourself. For example, like what you do with rebrand, I really liked that because I remember seeing it in your book. You used a hashtag, and I think that was really smart. Thank you. Because, yeah, I liked that, and I, because really it, and in the book itself is fantastic. It's really just amazing. Um, and and so using a hashtag, even if someone's starting out and the hashtag is not great, you know, or not the hashtag, the following is not huge. It's not where they want it to be. Doesn't matter, even if you've got two photos, start using the hashtag that says you want to associate with your personal brand. Could be rebrand for you, could be something different for me, um, pertaining to social media or writing. Um, doesn't matter what it is, start using a, a hashtag regularly. Or it could be a series of hashtags. Maybe on, on your blog, you've got different days where you have different features. So you could use a different hashtag for every uh, feature. Um, so that's a, that's a really big thing. And some people decide to start like Twitter chats, mm-hmm. which I'm actually not an expert in, so I can't really talk too much about this subject. Um, but I've seen people in business do it, creative entrepreneurs do it, and that's creating a hashtag in a day of a week where people start using that hashtag and talking about whatever subject it is that you want to talk about. Um, or want other people to talk about, and you just have to let everyone know, hey, on Tuesday we're we're talking about personal branding. The hashtag is uh, rebrand, you know, and it's always going to be on Tuesday at this time. And that's really great for personal branding, I think, and that has a lot of viral potential too, especially with retweets and things uh, like that. Before you continue, that reminds me, what, what's your take on shadow posts, either any of the social media platforms? You know what, everybody will tell you to do that, and I think that's fine if people want to do that. It certainly can be very helpful. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it because I like to just set – actually, sometimes I do with Facebook. I don't um, – with Facebook, yes, you can schedule posts, but I have had posts on Facebook for clients and for myself. Um, you know, I schedule it at a certain time, and for some reason, it doesn't get posted. Um so you can use Hootsuite and other services like that, TweetDeck. Um, I don't personally do that. I, I like to just 
schedule when I'm going to do the post. I mean, like in my mind, think, okay, I'm going to start working on my social media at this time. And Twitter I like to use is for a different function. I like to use it almost as a way to just like a direct chat with me. So if I'm on there, people can chat with me. I, I use it like almost like a chat room. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I'm not super scheduled, uh, when it comes to that, but some entrepreneurs love using Hootsuite and TweetDeck. It depends on what works best for you and your brand. Um, so yeah, I mean, it can work, uh, again, depending on what platforms, like, uh, you know, whatever Facebook, I do recommend scheduling. Um, you know, if you're going to do it every day and at a certain time, then that can, that can work. Oh, okay. That's, that's fine. So personally, what have you, has been some of your secrets, if you don't mind sharing one or two with us? Well, you know, I helped, uh, well, <laughs> the way that I actually ended up, I guess, making a quote-unquote name for myself was doing Facebook marketing. Uh-huh. Um, I helped my husband grow his uh, brand, which is a personal brand, um, to over 120,000 likes on um, on his fan page. Over about, actually it was a quite elongated period of time. We did this on purpose because we were growing a community and we did take a few ads in the beginning, but we just, uh, his, his fan base grew basically by sharing his posts. Um, and so my tips, but anyway, Facebook, as you probably know, uh, you know, EdgeRank has changed things so very few of your fans can actually see your posts. Because of that, I don't use the platform as often as I used to. I instead actually use the groups. I love Facebook groups, you know, like some of the ones that you and I are both in. And I love them because it's just a better way to, I think, be of service to other people. If they're asking questions, um, it's a better way for me to connect, I feel. And also, uh, I like to then start direct, directly connecting like with people like you, obviously, Naveed, other people. Um, I, so I like that element, but I think that the potential um, for the future is in Pinterest and Instagram. Oh. And yes, I mean, I really would. It's, I know this for almost a fact. I mean, I hate to say that because social media platforms change so quickly. I mean, look what you know happened with Facebook. I mean, we were getting, for example, on some, some of my clients, we were getting like uh, 20,000 views for a single post with no ad. These are very big accounts, though, okay? Um, and it shot down in like a week. I mean, I remember like my mouth being agape, like with, oh my God, I cannot believe this. You know, like that kind of, <laughs> that kind of shock when they sh- shot down to like 1000. And I had people, you know, writing me saying, what is going on? And I, I just freaking out because this was their main source of traffic. This was, you know, and now people couldn't see their posts. And then they would try to make up for it by posting more often, which, which they were doing, they were posting very often before. But then Facebook slowly, it was like giving less views to each post to kind of like evenly distribute how many people see your posts. And then we finally, you know, understood, okay, the, this is going to change. We've, we can't just stick with one platform. So we have to understand the others more and, and see which one is going to be the best investment of our time and also you know, learn about all of them. And from, I mean, I have about 5,000 followers um, on Pinterest and um, about 1,500 on Instagram. These are my personal accounts. And um, I also pin for the Lonely Planet uh, travel boards. So I, I, I'm pretty well aware of what's going on. 
uh, with Pinterest and Instagram. Um, and it's, it's just what, what's going on the bottom line, Bernard, is we're moving into visual mm. marketing. Okay, we're moving more and more into people not having the, the um, capacity to read, uh, you know, posts nonstop or, or, or text because we're bombarded with it. So our eyes naturally go to short text and images. And we share short text and images and video too, if it's short and it's really targeted well and it's something that resonates with us. So we're moving, but you know, regardless if it's a video or um, very, you know, nice typography uh, type quotes or photos. Photos are probably the number one thing that gets shared nowadays. But doesn't matter. People are becoming design savvy. People are becoming, uh, you know, it's an unconscious thing. But people want things that look nice, that make an impact, that are fast, don't take long to digest, and that they can share with other people that share their viewpoint or whatnot. So everybody, including anyone, you know, that has a, whether you're a multinational company or a personal brand that's a solopreneur, we all need to shift to, um, to this. And that's why it's great to get on Pinterest right now. It's great to start, uh, you know, incorporating your personal brand into your posts. So using the same font, uh, using the same hashtag like we talked about, just being consistent with it. And doing it in a visual way. So photos are really important right now. Okay, then what will be your billion dollar advice to the world? My billion dollar advice to the world? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a big question. Uh, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I like feel like I'm at one of those pageants or, or award <laughs> ceremonies or something. When they ask you this and it's like, 50 million people are watching you and you've got like five seconds in the clock for you. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, just we have a shared future. I really think that it's just going back to being, uh, to recognizing that we share things, that we all share ownership, whether we like it or not. We share faults, we share flaws, we share, um, you know, wins and encouragement and love and dreams. And, you know, the, the more we can accept that everything is moving back to that. We're all moving back to sharing things, um, whether it's the collaborative economy and people starting to um, share cars, uh, share rides, share um, rooms. You know, we're, we're moving more into people collaborating. And that's, that's really the future of the world. It, can we collaborate enough? You know, can we share enough uh, and without you know, harming someone else or, or getting everything taken away from us. And that's really the question that we have right now is can we collaborate and share and actually get the rights that we all deserve? And it, it goes right into business too. So I guess my million dollar, billion dollar advice would be just uh, learn how to share, learn how to, to give. Okay, learn how to share, learn how to give. Where can one connect with you and all the resources that you have to offer? The world area of branding. Well, um, my best, uh, the best way to get a hold of me is um, ekbradley.net, and um, also I have a website that um, helps entrepreneurs who are in the holistic and wellness space with their writing and social media, and that website is thrivinghealer.net. Okay, all right. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much for writing Rebrand. It's such an amazing book. <laughs> thank you. 
uh, that has been uh, helpful to you and the things you do. Great. Now, one of the best resources I can offer you today is my latest book on personal branding. Uh, head over to Amazon now and get a book, Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. The book is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Search for Bernard Kelvin Clive and get a book today. Get one for someone. The best is yours. This podcast is proudly powered by GoCreateStudio.com. Creating lasting business solutions. For 10% discount on all your web solutions, web design and branding, use the short code BKC005. That is BKC005. Go to gocreatestudio.com for 10% on all your web solutions. gocreatestudio.com.